When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the unanimous mayor of PHNX. Uh, I am, of course, am joined by my friend and co-host, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Jesse, how you doing? It's Mailbag Monday, Derek. It's That's a good right. Day. It's a good day to podcast. It's a great day to <laughs> podcast. And of course, this show is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX. And simply for betting $1 on any football game, uh, you will get $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Uh, and yeah. I, I say go in there, bet your dollar, like I said, get your get win your money, and then get your 150 in free bets and go have a good time. Uh, it's always a great time on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Jesse, it was a great time at Chase Field this weekend. Let me tell you, the the vibe was electric. Was it electric with red or blue? <laughs> oh, it was definitely electric with blue. I'm not going to okay, lie about okay. that. <laughs> I have grown accustomed to uh, the visitors' colors taking over at Chase Field, especially. That's not even noteworthy Hill. anymore. That's it's just not. like that's just very normal. <laughs> I, I and uh, to be honest, I I felt like there was good energy, even though it was the Dodgers. I I heard of some altercations and stuff, of course, occurring and. Uh, of course, that's going to happen between uh, D-backs and Dodgers, unfortunately. What I saw, though, was a lot of people having a great time. The ballpark felt differently than it's felt in a while. I know those Dodgers games tend to draw a lot of people, but I, I did oh, yeah. want to want to discuss this more. But we'll, it's, we'll, we have time for that. We have time for that. There are, are only six games now left in the Arizona Diamondbacks season. Tank season rolls on for six more games. We have... Uh, yet uh, still a tie between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Baltimore Orioles for the worst record in all of baseball. But more importantly, that tie is for the number one draft pick in next year's MLB draft, which nobody cares about. Let's be honest, except us. <laughs> we care. We care about Elijah Green. There's been a lot of talk about him possibly not going at number one, that he has moved around on some people's boards. To that, I say, good, good. Uh, if the Diamondbacks should happen to end the season in a tie, as we have discovered, Professor Friedman, with all of your hard investigative work, there is a good chance the way things have gone and based on 2019's record that the Diamondbacks would lose the number one pick to the Orioles if they end with the same record. The Orioles would be the team to pass on, like, you know, the guy that everyone wants in the draft. The Orioles would be the team to get the first it overall be. pick and be like, it yeah, be. you know, we like this other guy better. <laughs> well, and that's why Mike Hazen doesn't want it, right? He said that in the past during an interview that he doesn't well, want it. I don't know if he doesn't one. want it. He, he just said, doesn't. he said he doesn't want it, right? 
he outright said that he doesn't want the number one draft pick. Is that what he said? He, he literally said that. he doesn't want the pick. He literally wow, said that. he does not want the number one draft pick. I think a lot of his reason behind that was the pressure that comes with the number one draft pick. Not sure. only with who you draft and who you pass up on that goes to a team down the line, but also what happens with the success of that player, right? They're, they're always going to be tied to being an, a number one pick. There's a consistent amount of all-stars that uh, if you look at the last 20 number one picks that you will see peppered throughout those, there, there's a name or two you might not recognize. Those are the ones that didn't work out. But for the most part, very recognizable names for the number one draft picks dating back at least the last 20 seasons. I don't think that the Diamondbacks want that pressure. I think that's what Mike Hazen doesn't want for this team that you think that's fair that makes sense that makes sense that's funny for some reason i'd forgotten that i remember that you know of course i expected he was he wasn't about to say like yeah we're trying to tank for the number one overall pick obviously yeah. he wasn't going to say that they were trying to tank and, but... and, and it wasn't even in reference to that really it wasn't in reference to like the dubious uh you know designation of being the worst record in the league so thus you have the number one pick I mean, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe he meant that too, like, because this was, this was, this was a few months ago. So the last thing he wanted to talk about at that time was the team ending with the worst record in baseball. It was just probably when everything looked like it was heading in that, that direction. I think though, that it, it might be more attached to that. Maybe it was more attached to, we don't want that designation as the worst team in baseball. Looking at, I'm looking right now at the last uh, well, really like a long time history of number one overall draft picks in the MLB draft. And you you are right, Derek. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of names on here that we all recognize for sure. Mm-hmm. But recently, it's actually kind of interesting. Uh, you know, you wouldn't necessarily expect the last few number one overall picks to have done much because they're, you know, they're right. still developing. Right. Uh, Casey Mize with the Tigers is the only guy from the last few years that's really broken into the big leagues yet. Um but I mean, going back before that, if you go to 2015, it's Dansby Swanson, who, we, who we've talked about, right? Okay, mm-hmm. player, but like not not great. We just saw him recently. Yeah, yeah, just saw him recently when the Braves were were in town. Uh, Brady Aiken was the first overall pick in 2014, and he is yet to play a, a game in the big leagues. Um, Mark Appel, I assume that's how it's pronounced. 2013. Yes. Yeah, he. We've also never seen play in the big leagues. 2012 is Carlos Correa, who is obviously, you know, maybe not superstar level, but has been a very good player in this league for a while. And then it's Garrett Cole, 2011, Bryce Harper, 2010, Steven Steven Strasburg, 2009. There's a nice, there's a nice little collection. There's a little run there. there. Yeah, Yeah, there's a little (laughs) run there. Um, But I mean, even before that, 2008 is Tim Beckham. Um, 2006 is Luke Hochevar. Um, and 2005 is a guy named Justin Upton. Um, hey, uh, I know that yeah, one. yeah, yeah, hey, that <laughs> name sounds familiar. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely not, um, it's probably not what you would expect from other sports. I mean, even in the NBA, you see the first overall pick flop from time to time, right? Yeah. Wasn't it Anthony Bennett for the Cavs a few years oh, ago yeah. or something? Oh, yeah, who... there's, yeah, absolutely. It's not, you're not going to consist sometimes, it, and it makes it worse when you look down the draft and see the who that team you know passed up on yet yet that season 
if, if you were around, you'll remember that guy was clearly the number one pick that every team wanted. Right. So, you know, baseball at least is a little different when it comes to that. It's just so finicky. You know, there's so it's so fickle. It's like one yeah. one month this guy is the hottest thing and he's going to be the next best, you know, draft right. pick ever. And then everybody says like he's overrated and he can't field and he's never going to be a position player. It's just weird the stuff you hear, especially about a high school kid. A high school kid. Oh, yeah. Think about how little we knew in high school, especially when your entire life is kind of dedicated to the sport. If you're an elite athlete that's a baseball player that's going in the first round, chances are you've been playing baseball your entire life, and everything in your life has been all about baseball, right? But you still know nothing about baseball yet compared to what you're going to learn from the coaching in the minor leagues. And when you get to a major league level, there's a completely different level of coaching there. There's so much knowledge and information that's going to change you and transform you as a player and as an athlete. It's just wild how quickly they want to give up on a high school kid because he had a bad month where he had three errors and, you know, (laughs) games or something like that. Right. When, you know, they probably with, with him being only a high school kid probably did very little to look into the reasons why, or, Oh, hey, maybe his, you know, maybe something happened in his family that he there was a death in the family, or maybe there was this, or maybe where there was that. You know, these are kids and they are affected mentally by things much more than you know athletes at a professional level are, right? I don't know. I just I I see these uh <laughs> I see these draft uh predictions change wildly, and I'm sticking oh, yeah. to my guns. It's tank season, and we're tanking for Elijah Green. But you know what it also is, Jesse? It's Mailbag Monday. It's Mailbag it Monday, and it we is. are sitting here droning on with our own thoughts and ideas when really we need to be addressing the people, right? This is a podcast by the people and for the people. So thus, we are going to get to our topics this week, which have been provided by our loyal listeners and viewers on Twitter. Uh, our first topic, Jesse, uh, is about free agency. We've actually had this question a couple of times. We had it a couple of times uh, on this week's request for Mailbag Monday question. So let's just get into it and address what we can for the time being. Uh, the question was, which free agents should the D-backs try to sign this offseason? That question was provided by Callie Gregory at Callieann319 on Twitter. Uh, Brighton Bobbitt at BB Nitro also asked a similar question about free agents. So I thought at the very least we could talk about a couple of names that we might like to see them go after. We don't really know too many rumors or what the Diamondbacks are going to do, but I think we both have a good idea of what next year is going to consist of. And unfortunately it might be a lot more of what we saw this year. They're probably not going to sign Carlos Correa. I can say that (laughs) you're dashing my hopes. There's not a lot of names out there, right? Was when that guy on your list? list? Did you have Carlos Correa on your I list? I absolutely there? did not have Carlos okay. Correa. Okay. On my list. <laughs> I'm going to start off with one name. Let me let me throw one out there. Even though I asked you for your, you came, you gave me not Carlos. I Correa. pitched it back to you. Go so for it. I have actual, I have information, Jesse, and it's information from hashtag sources. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. Yeah, I was out at the, I was out at the yard. I talked to some people. Um, some people I'm not allowed to reference or say who I spoke to or what their names are, but I will say one piece of information that stuck out uh, that I found to be very interesting was that apparently there is interest, very strong interest uh, from both sides to bring back Eduardo Escobar. 
And I know mm. that's not new information. I know that's information that we kind of already thought might be the case, but this was kind of just a little bit of a confirmation. Uh, the way it was worded to me was it's pretty much a slam dunk. It doesn't sound like a deal is done. And I'm sure there could still be the possibility of someone throwing enough money at Escobar to make him rethink coming back to the D-backs, depending on what the D-backs offer is, right? There's a very strong can- uh, very strong chance someone would outbid the D-backs for sure. Escobar services. Outbidding the Diamondbacks? No, nobody no. outbids the <laughs> Diamondbacks, no. Derek. That's ridiculous. Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> It depends on, like, obviously the offers he gets, right? And I don't think yeah. Escobar, by any stretch of the imagination, is like a top free agent, but he's an all-star. And he's been doing well, not only with the D-backs, but with the Brewers. He's, you know, having I'm a really good, good with the Brewers. He's been yeah. great. So, uh, and it was the kind of thing we thought we would see once he has a team around him where he doesn't have to necessarily be the guy, but he can be a big piece of the puzzle. He's been doing that with Milwaukee. I just think that there is a certain love for, you know, Arizona for his teammates that are here. I would not be surprised to see him come back. And it sounded once again, like I said, uh, like it's a a pretty good chance as long as, you know, there's no gigantic free agency offers going his way. And who knows, who knows if we see that. He also said he would die for Tori Lovello, who don't ever forget that (laughs) it was so, it was so intense I felt yeah. it. I felt it in my heart when he said it. Like people yeah. say yeah. words all the time, and you know when they do and don't mean it. This was different. This pierced me to my core. Mm. It was like I heard him say it, and the first thing I thought was, "I believe him. I believe uh, him." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's no, get no, one I, of your I, ideas. Well, I I just have to say first, Eduardo Escobar was absolutely one of the people on my list, and that's before. Yeah. For those of you at home, Derek doesn't share his hashtag sources information nope. with me. Nope. So that Guess was he doesn't get that either. Yeah, I I am I am hearing about this uh, at the same time as all of you out there. But um, but no, it totally makes sense. Uh, the Diamondbacks need a third baseman. We've talked about this. Uh, you you know they moved as Drupal Cabrera. He is uh, you know he's certainly not coming back. Obviously, after they DFA'd him, and the Diamondbacks need a true third baseman. You're not going to rely on Drew Ellis there every day. And Eduardo Escobar is really, you know, he's the best fit because he is good enough to be an everyday player, but he's also, you know, coming up on age 34. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to break the bank. So I think that's right. a great one. Uh, I'm going to bring up another name that is familiar to Diamondbacks fans. Um, I don't have any hashtag sources to mm. back this one up, oh. but um, but I have sources in my head, Derek. And they we don't tell all me... have sources. I get it, Jesse. <laughs> I have sources in my head and uh, and Daniel Hudson, my sources tell me, is a possible target for the Diamondbacks this offseason. Huddy, we all everyone in Arizona loves Daniel Hudson, right? Every time he comes back, he always gets a nice hand from the 2000 Diamondbacks fans in the audience. And uh, (laughs) and um, but yeah, no, I mean, it totally makes sense. He's been throwing as hard as ever this season, even as he gets older. For some reason, his velocity isn't dipping down. He has a three point two six ERA this year. His peripherals look good. The strikeouts are still up and the Diamondbacks need some velocity in their bullpen. Uh, Ever since Archie Bradley left, there really isn't much back there in terms of velocity. Uh, you have uh, Luis Frias now, who hopefully will bring that as he gets more acquainted with the club. Um, but I think Daniel Hudson, a reunion there, 
uh, would probably make a lot of a lot of sense. And I know that Hudson loved his time in Arizona and probably would be really open to moving back here. I love that idea. I love that idea a lot. Um, and I, I can build on that with yet another former D-back that I would like okay. to see him go after go. in free agency. And that's Starling Marte. Oh, Starling man. Marte is a free agent after the season. And he just, like you, like you said about Huddy, he continues to put up fantastic numbers, right? I think he led uh, the NL in stolen bases, I'm, I think, or right? Something like that. I mean, he's he's had... He's leading baseball in stolen bases. I he's believe. leading all of baseball. Yeah, like it's crazy, right? Yeah. What he brings for a team, his ability to get on base and turn a single into a double and just be a base runner that can, you know, get knocked in by... Cousin Cattell Marte, not actually related, but, you know, the get the Marte Parte back together. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I mean, I don't know. It sounds a lot, lot like I'm trying to throw back together the 2020 team that didn't really do so hot. But at the same time, it, it felt like a lot of those pieces weren't necessarily the problem. Just like at times where you look at the offense and the offense is mediocre, but it still doesn't seem to be the problem as much as the pitching staff is. Right. What I'm trying to do at this point is get the get their nine men defensively back to where they need to be. And I don't want to see Escobar come back and go to second. I want to see him at third. I want to see Marte uh, at second and not Starling. I want to see Cattell. And I want to see Starling in center field, a true center fielder. Um, and not to step all over your your toes here or anything, but another guy that was rumored to have been someone the Diamondbacks were possibly pursuing as a free agent before was Jackie Bradley Jr. And Jackie Bradley right. Jr. has had a terrible season. So he's yeah. another guy that I think if he's a free agent, the Diamondbacks might be able to get pretty cheap. And I don't believe that he's going to be as bad as his numbers indicate he's been this season. It's just his first season away from Boston. And I think, you know, he he hasn't he just hasn't done well, you know, but uh and I don't know if this is stupid or not because I, I Kind of like the fact that Milwaukee is a lot like Chase Field, so I feel comfortable about people coming here. But then he's not having a good season, so I don't know why that would be a good thing. I'd, I'd be more excited if it was shaped like Fenway. I just think that, uh, again, he fits their mold as far as being a younger player. He's not, you know, he's not as old as some of the other guys we've discussed. And, you know, I know the Diamondbacks are probably still going to do this one-year deal for a guy, bring him in as a you know, vet with maybe a club option, kind of like what they did with Tory, but they're not going to commit too long-term to anybody. So I feel like, you know, someone like that, again, just bringing in someone that's a natural center fielder to play the position is incredibly beneficial for this team with how bad they've been at both center field and at second, like you, like you addressed, you know, defensive run saved 30th in, in both of those positions. I love Starling Marte, and I mean, it's hard to imagine them getting a better center fielder, but I have to say I have my doubts about that one, Derek. I mean, the guy's been a top five, maybe even top three center oh, fielder. Yeah, this yeah, season. that's why those two <laughs> those two couldn't have been more opposite as far as I think interest would be in them sure. as free agents, sure. right? The, right? Again, Jackie Bradley Jr. had a terrible season. It just doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like that's him. I feel like he's going to bounce back. I don't think that he's going to continue to have the numbers that he's had this season. I just also think that because of that, they could really get him on a deal, you know, and and I'm sure that's what the Diamondbacks are going to be looking for in free agency is, is someone that they can bring in cheap and someone that they can bring in short term that isn't going to want three plus years uh, mm -hmm. on their contract. 
That would be so, I feel like Mike Hazen has such a strange history with Starling Marte. As of right now, it doesn't look real good. He traded away some pretty good prospects in order to get him from the Pirates. And then shortly thereafter, he dealt him away uh, for Humberto Mejia and Caleb Smith, uh, which has obviously not been a great return so far. So No, um, not for him. No, no, no. I mean, not for a guy who's currently, you know, a top three, top five center fielder in the game. Um, But to your point, I mean, looking at the center fielders, I was sort of at a loss here because you're right. Jackie Bradley Jr. kind of makes sense, given the history with the Red Sox. The Diamondbacks have had interest in him in the past, but he's had a horrible season. And frankly, there are not really any center fielders here. I mean, Cameron Mabin, Juan Lagares, Delino DeShields, Billy Hamilton has really never been able to hold down an everyday center fielder job. So, yeah, I mean, if you want a guy who can actually do it every day, and be, you know, somewhat good at it, you kind of have to shoot for the stars with Starling Marte. I mean, there's basically no one else here that I can imagine putting in that spot. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you one other name here, though, Derek. Sure. Um, on the on the pitching side of things, I think we can all agree the Diamondbacks have been heartbroken many times by pitchers uh, having extreme levels of success in other organizations uh after not being so great here right guys who've shown flashes and have put it together elsewhere but not in arizona um robbie ray right we've talked about him a whole bunch uh i think the diamondbacks have an opportunity to maybe try to flip the script and try to go get someone who has shown flashes but hasn't been able to put it together one name that comes to mind i think there's really a few but one name that comes to mind for me is dylan bundy um you might remember oh. was a starter with the starter with the orioles for orioles, a while right. he's sort of bounced around a little bit. Um, but last year he had 72 strikeouts against only 17 walks in the shortened season had a really good ERA. Those are really good numbers, right? That yeah. not, not that many guys can put up yeah. this year. He's been an absolute mess. He's, uh, both, uh, been in the rotation and in the bullpen as well. Um, so this year's ERA is North of six, but you want to talk about a guy who has some potential to maybe turn things around and uh, try to flip the script a little bit. Maybe the Diamondbacks get a new pitching coach in here, and maybe Dylan Bundy is someone who, you know, there's not a lot of risk. He's not going to get a lot of money, um, but he's someone you could start in the bullpen, and maybe if there's some success and some good things happening, maybe he winds up in the rotation. Yeah, I see. Yeah, his numbers aren't great this year, but obviously he's been better in the past, and I mean, yeah, I I could see that. Hopefully... um, the Diamondbacks do something to to bolster the bullpen. I do like a couple of pieces that they have there, and I think that they are building something, believe it or not. I do think one of those guys that they've done that exact thing with is Noe Ramirez. I think, yeah. Noe, I think Noe's just been outstanding. And it's weird, but even though he's gotten into jams before, he's the one guy that when he comes in, I have extreme confidence in to get the job done. Even when right. he puts on base runners, he tends to be able to get himself out of jams. And I just really like what he's doing. I think right now he's on a pretty extended. It's not like an 11-inning scoreless yeah, streak. Scoreless streak, right? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, he's been doing an excellent job. And, again, another guy, I think he was a castaway from the Angels, I believe. I don't think we traded yeah. for him. I think we picked him up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, someone someone that we definitely picked up uh, in, in the wake of another team, letting him go and, and kind of ending that relationship. But – uh, I will tell you, there's a lot of options out there for the Diamondbacks to go with. I don't think that there's 
big names, but I don't think the Diamondbacks would be in the market for big names. Like you said, right. I even think Starling Marte might be shooting for the stars a little bit too much with how well he's done this season. Who knows, though? And if the Diamondbacks really want to do this thing that they say they're doing and being uh, competitive sooner than than we're expecting them to be, uh, yeah. it, would, it would be a big start for them to go out and bring some of these guys back, especially former Diamondbacks that have had success you know, elsewhere that are free agents this offseason. Hmm. I will say this, though. Um, I, I wouldn't bet money on the Diamondbacks spending too much in free agency. And I know that's not an option on DraftKings Sportsbook app. But there are <laughs> plenty of options, uh, including I, Jesse, I, I put down a, it wasn't a bet. It was a free bet, but there was like a pool to win money, uh, choosing options in the main event of WWE Extreme Rules on DraftKings. Oh, wow. I don't okay. even know what to say about that. Uh, you, I know everyone has their feelings on pro wrestling, and most of them are that it's fake. So how does it end up on DraftKings Sportsbook app? I don't know. I don't make the rules. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just here to tell you how much fun you could be having if you went and downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app and used our code PHNX to get that $150 in free bets instantly by betting just $1 on any football game this weekend. Again, as I have to clarify, when I say any football game, I don't mean the local JV high school game. I do mean a college or NFL game. And on those games, you can find the DraftKings same game parlays. I'm Mr. Parlay, a parlay guy. I've been talking about it a lot. Same game parlays allow you to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout. I have done this several times, Jesse, and it is a considerable payout right sometimes all you have to do is choose two options you can combine it for as many as you want a friend of mine uh swung for the fences and he could potentially on a 25 dollar bet win like 310 dollars uh if the i don't know if the eagles win tonight so he's he's oh, rolling wow. with it and you know again 25 dollar bet almost winning 300 or over 300 dollars back not a bad not a bad day also, with the same game parlays on DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, if you lose, uh, they have an offer right now that you will be credited a uh, $25 if, if your bet loses. So you bet $25. If it doesn't work out, you get that money back in a free bet. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. And, you know, you can, once again, use our code PHNX and you will get that $150 in free bets for simply betting $1 on any NFL or college game. Uh, 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Jesse, we've got our next question, and it kind of rolls a little bit into the free agency talk as well. And it comes from our pal Jim Marshall, a.k.a. at BaseballedAZ. Great great Twitter handle. It is. It is. Jim asks, have we seen <laughs> the end of Nick Ahmed? Perdomo looks to be the future. And yes, sir, Perdomo actually does look like the future. So what are your thoughts? Is this uh, is this the end of the road for Nick Ahmed? Perdomo looks pretty poised up there. I mean, he's uh, Diamondbacks called him up. Nick Ahmed was on put on the injured list a few days ago. And he's out for the season, essentially, at this point. So the Diamondbacks are going to see a lot of Geraldo Perdomo over the next few days. And so far, so good. I mean, this guy 
was put on the development list in the minors because he was having such a horrible time hitting double A pitching. And uh, they, they pulled him aside for, for a time for a couple weeks, I think, and worked with him. And ever since then, he's been absolutely raking in the minors uh, recently got a, a promotion to Reno. Now he's up here at the big league level. Um, it's hard not to be excited about this guy, uh, Geraldo Perdomo. He's 21 years old. And uh, yeah, I mean, Nick Ahmed is not the shortstop of the future. I think we, I think we know that at this point. Um, we've talked a little bit about his future before, Derek. And I think my stance is that, yeah, Perdomo is probably the future, but you also don't necessarily want to go into next season you know, relying on Perdomo for 162 games is your everyday shortstop. Um, and also Nick Ahmed is there are worse guys to learn how to, you know, play defense and carry yourself every day as a major league player than Nick Ahmed. He's probably really fit for, for that sort of a deal. So one, one I think thing, they, I think they keep him around. One thing we said, and I'm sorry to cut you off there. My apologies. I just get excited to talk about how bad this <laughs> team is. One thing we have said is that this team is not in a position to necessarily be moving on from guys at this time, right? Right. right. Maybe free agencies, guys that are coming up to their final year, things like that. I understand not extending them, you know, or at least seeing how they play in their contract year, seeing if they want to come back. But you're right. I mean, at this point, there's no reason necessarily to move on from him. It just does seem like Perdomo is the future. This is what happens with baseball teams, though. Not everybody immediately parts ways with their existing you know, player that plays that position and immediately transitions to the new young player. We've seen the Dodgers have a number of young players that have had success and failures playing position, you know, playing their positions and they, they continue to keep developing them, but they also continue to retain their current players that, you know, totally provide for them, especially in big, you know, big game opportunities. The one thing you can say about all of the Dodgers is they, you never know who's going to be the one to step up. There's just so many guys that can be that mm. guy. At times, the Diamondbacks don't have enough of that. And I know by no stretch of the imagination is Nick Ahmed going to be that You know, for them. He's just uh, a very good defender who can still play baseball at a high level. And I think that, it, you know, again, the way that Troy Lovello manages a team, he's never going to play, have anybody play 162 games ever. It's going to be a necessity to have – right depth you know at, at several positions i am tired of the concept that guys uh are, are uh, everybody's a utility player you know i'm tired of that so i would mm -hmm. like to see you know two players or at least you know at least as many backup options i know you're not going to have a outfielder to back up every left field right field center field but you know when it comes to the infield i'd love to see a shortstop backup or you know a shared totally. time situation where they're both shortstops and they're both going to play that position get Marte mm. out of center field get you know make a decision at third base whether it's bringing Escobar in or whatever but stop moving these guys around you know and and mm. and get them to play if they're if they're not playing you know stop moving them to another position so that they can play so you can get another guy time or whatever I don't mm. know what Lavello's doing at times but considering how bad uh this team is I don't I don't really feel like a lot of his managerial moves, especially in the second half or even at the end of the first half are moves to win baseball games. I think at times there's a lot of, I just need to get guys playing time to see who's going to run up that ladder and grab that brass ring. Hmm. Nobody's doing it right now. So I have to keep shuffling the lineup and seeing if anybody's going to do it. You know, 
Uh, and mm. we're 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 going to break down the roster more during the offseason. We're going to have uh, plenty of written articles for you guys over on GoPHNX. And, of course, we have plenty of deals for you. So if you are a GoPHNX member already, this deal, we have 20% off all Cardinals merch. And there are some great shirts. I can't say the name of the player, but there's uh, uh design that kind of resembles a quarterback that may or may not have played for this team at one point or might currently be playing for this team there's also i can see it i can see it you could see it right like it's like a cloud it's whatever you think it is so it's up to interpretation (laughs) but if you're not a member you're not getting 20 percent off on that stuff i'll tell you this though you go sign up for the annual membership and you can get that exact shirt i'm describing or maybe one of our shirts uh we have some great designs coming down the pipe i know you see it, you're like, oh, we got the uh, you know, PHNX D-backs logo. That's great and all, guys. Where's where's uh, where's our outline of a player that we can make out like a cloud? Well, just you wait. We got some ideas coming. Uh, but you could go ahead and sign up for an annual membership. And if you do, you will get your choice of any shirt over at phnxlocker.com. And uh, again, you could get that shirt that I'm describing that may or may not look like a former or current quarterback on the Cardinals. Uh, you also get access to our members-only discord where you can get away from the bs on social media and just talk sports with your phnx family so if you love what we're doing over here and want to help support us on this journey become a member of the family you can take that annual membership option and get the t-shirt or if you want a month-to-month option you can just try us out uh, a little little uh, a la carte option for 50 cents for your first month so uh, we appreciate the support and we hope that you enjoy the articles please give us your feedback i mean i know that i know everybody uh, on Twitter has an opinion now, but Jesse and I love to hear the feedback. Jesse and I, Jesse loved getting all of the really good feedback on his article about retaining Tori Lavolo. So oh, yes. you know, if you want to make sure that you give <laughs> Jesse the business on Twitter, feel free to do so and give us the feedback on that stuff. But again, we appreciate so many of you hopping on and, and joining this thing that uh, we're still very excited to be a part of. Uh, We had one more question, Jesse, before we wrap up Mailbag Monday. And that question comes from Nathan Stringer, and that's at nstrings31 on Twitter. And he asks, are the Serpientes uniforms coming back next season? Las Serpientes, are they coming back? Uh, What are your thoughts? Do we see those again? I think people like them. I mean, you've been, you know, in the ballpark seeing what people are wearing on a daily basis more than I have, obviously. So maybe you have a better read on this, but I personally think they're cool. So I would like to see them back. I know they had a giveaway, I think on Saturday night where they they gave away hats. Yeah. And they were, they were very cool hats too, to be honest for a giveaway night. I mean, they were, they were pretty slick looking. I don't I don't even remember seeing like a, like a sponsor, like they typically do. I I might be wrong because I didn't get one, but yeah, I think like it just said D-backs on the back over the snap and it had like, you know, the the Las Serpientes logo. I think people like them. I've seen a lot of criticism about how plain they are. And I yeah, understand that I criticism. I think though that it's kind of a classic baseball style, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking on the Phoenix Sports Show last week about the best jerseys in Diamondbacks and other sports history, right? Uh, my favorite is the vest. You know, the purple, the purple shirt with the vest, the pinstripes was the first Diamondbacks uniform to not have the name uh, or Arizona on it or Diamondbacks on it. Just had the A logo. It's just cool. When I think of 
Randy Johnson, I think of him in that or or the black one that says Arizona. You know, like those are the two I think of. Yeah, that, yeah. Like my I memory is held on to of Randy Johnson. But I think that I like the classic style of it. We talked about hockey jerseys kind of leading in that direction and how almost, you know, they're, they're too classic. You know, there's they're too simple with the hockey jerseys. Baseball mm. tends to kind of go in the same direction where we still want to hold on to these classic, you know, looks from the the 60s, you know, and, and really find that to be like the iconic time of baseball jersey design. I, I like that for that reason. I think I see a lot of people wearing them, to be honest. A lot of people buy them. And they're honestly, like, <laughs> one of the first times I saw someone wearing it was Mike Bauer from the D-backs. And oh, he sure. came out wearing, you know, the jersey and the hat on backwards. And I thought he just looked great. I thought it was like, <laughs> like you know, sometimes you, you see someone wearing something, you're like, I want one of those. Well, yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. I need to get one of those, right? Well, if Mike uh, Bauer is wearing it, then I mean, you of know. course, he's a trendsetter. <laughs> right, I'll say right. though that they, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see them come up with a different design. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. to see it evolve. I wouldn't be surprised to see Las Serpientes to continue to stay the name. I really like the design of the name, the the snake logo, the black, yeah. the black, the simplicity of it. I again, I know people think it's too plain, but. I, I just think it's really pretty looking and I, I dig that simple, you know, uh, design. So I'd love to see it come back. I think they'll continue to do like these city jerseys. Right. So, Oh yeah. Uh, for I, sure. I, I think that's why I think we'll see it evolve. And I wouldn't be surprised based on feedback if they try to do something to, um, you know, add, add some flair to it, but still yeah. keep it similar. My, my only issue with it is that, I am very white. I am very, very light skinned. And uh, and I think if I was to put that on, it would uh, like it would do this weird like clash thing with my skin and yeah. it just wouldn't it just wouldn't look right. So yeah. I don't know if you're I'm you're, you're sand colored is it. what you're saying. Yeah, you I know, am like basically that. sand colored. Yeah. And it's kind of a weird color, you know, like you don't really see I can't like recall really ever. Yeah. 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 I've like never seen a baseball uniform that's that color. So I'm sure there are people out there like like Mike Bauer, who can who can uh, you know pull it off and sell well, I think I world, think on but... TV it uh, I think it comes off as being more drab than it is when you see it in person. It definitely sure. like it, yeah, it's that cream color, but it has more color to it than you think it's going to when you see it in person. I don't know how to describe it, but I I like a lot of the stuff they did. We talked about the Coyotes jersey and how popular it is now, but you know that we also have an article I think. Craig Morgan wrote a piece about how unpopular it originally was. And yeah. I, I've been around, so I'm, I'm old enough to actually remember being one of those people that was like, what is that? No, I don't <laughs> like that. Well, people used to you remember when the Diamondbacks did their first uniform overhaul and they oh. were like the most hated. Oh, man. It was. <laughs> yeah. I liked them sort of from the beginning. I'm sure we'll have to do like a fantasy draft with jerseys at some point yes. here but yeah um necessity in the offseason they had sure. they had some that i liked from the very beginning but they also had some that were like like that darkish gray i never really liked they had some problems that they that they fixed up over the years but uh the serpiette this one I, I i like it i i don't know if it would look great on me but i like it <laughs> well you know it is what it is you uh You'll 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 look good in any D-backs jersey, Jesse. And I can't oh, wait to see you because this week 
you're coming down to Phoenix and you and I yeah. are gonna go catch some baseball games. And I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. Uh, I did want to let everybody know again, as a reminder, uh, Jesse is going to come down here. First thing he's going to do when he lands, hop on that DraftKings Sportsbook app. He's going oh, to you use know the it. Code PHNX. <laughs> he's going to get his $150 in free bets for making that $1 bet on any college or NFL game. Uh, and also, you know, while, while, while Jesse's here, Maybe everybody could follow him on Twitter. Make him feel welcome. If you all don't already follow him, I'm sure you do. But if you don't, follow him <laughs> on Twitter at Jesse N. Friedman uh, and say welcome back to Phoenix. Follow me on Twitter for all of the snack takes and uh, hilarious tweets about the Diamondbacks and what's going on at the stadium. Tomorrow on the live show, I'm going to give my take on Saturday night and why it was the most enjoyable Arizona Diamondbacks game of the entire yeah. year. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to talk about that. But uh, again, follow me on Twitter at cap underscore caveman with a K. Of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. Uh, if you're hearing us right now on the YouTube or if you're hearing us anywhere besides one of your favorite podcasting apps, make sure to hop over there and subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I have a new Apple phone, so I'm like, I got to find a yeah, new Yeah, you do. I got all sorts of new apps to check out for my podcasting uh, tastes. And if you're hearing us on one of those apps right now on your brand new Apple iPhone 13, like I got, we want to remind you that we're cranking out awesome content around all of the major sports. And you can find that great content on our YouTube channel. That's at PHNX Sports. Uh, so again, uh, our all roads lead to at PHNX Sports. And that is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So please follow us there. We appreciate the sport. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. And we definitely appreciate you guys subscribing to Go PHNX. Uh, helps keep the lights on around here. And it, it lets me come here and talk to Thunderstick Jesse Friedman every single day, which is becoming my favorite part of the day. So on there behalf you on behalf of Jesse and uh, the, the, the trouble we are going to cause in downtown feet. We're going to paint this town red this weekend. Thunderstick. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to thank you guys again for listening. And remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you jump on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and bet on it. So go do that right now.